Hi everyone. Hi there. This is Holly. And Daniel. And you are listening to Gospel Bites, where we bring the gospel to kids. We are coming to you today on the Feast of the Epiphany, the Epiphany of our Lord. Yay, it's a Mm -hmm. feast. Um, And today's gospel reading comes from the Gospel of Matthew. It's chapter 2, verses 1 through 12, and it goes like this. Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who was born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east, and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet, And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler, who will govern my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly, and ascertained from them what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word, that I too may come and worship him. When they had heard the king, they went their way. And lo, the star which they had seen in the east went before them, till it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then, opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. So this... um part of scripture is explaining to us the visit of the wise men to visit baby Jesus in Bethlehem. And the thing that uh, stands out to me a lot um, in this reading is when they see the star, um, it says that they rejoice exceedingly with great joy. So they had seen the star from far away, and they knew that that meant that the king of the Jews was born. And so they saw the star and they followed it. And whenever they did, the star landed. It came to rest over the place where the child was. And then when they saw it do that, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. Those words mean that they were so excited. They rejoiced. That's something that's like, finally, this has happened. I'm so, so, so excited and and happy. And I love that what they did is very similar to what we do is we see something that's very marvelous and interesting and um points the way to jesus and by following it and following it and following it it comes to rest on him and we get to really enjoy friendship and relationship with jesus and i think it's important to point out that they came from very far away Um, that they traveled a long time. And back then they couldn't take a train or an airplane or even a car. They would have to walk or be on donkeys or camels. So it probably would have been a very difficult, long, tough journey. And to finally be there and see where the star rests and get to see what they were searching for, that's, you know, it's why they were rejoicing so much. I love it. And the fact that they are wise men from the East, um, that tells us that they are from, from very far away and that they Uh, are very knowledgeable they're very smart and they know um, a lot of things about the stars and about earth um, and they're very very wise and so that's why um, it's interesting that they have come all that way to see Jesus it's also in pointing out that they come from far away 
it's showing that there are people from kind of outside of the community where Jesus would have been born. So not necessarily people who were kind of um, very knowledgeable or very um, knew a lot about what was kind of going on in Jerusalem and Judea and those kind of places. Um, so they were kind of outsiders. They were from outside of the kind of smaller community around Jesus. So they knew a lot about the world and about um, how it works, but they didn't know quite all of the um, traditions of the Jewish people. That's right. Um, so Holly talked about what they did when they saw the star. And what sticks out to me is what they do when they go into the house and they see Jesus with Mary. It says they fell down and worshiped him. And I think it's just amazing to think of these men coming from far away and they come into the house and there's a woman and her baby and they fall down and worship him um, like you would do for a great king because they knew that this was a great king even though it was a baby in a you know small house in a far away kind of out of the way place they came and they saw that and they fell down and worshiped him and i think that shows you that they recognize who this was and they understood who jesus was and i think when you um I would like to think if I, you know, came face to face with Jesus on earth, that my reaction would be just that, just to fall down and worship. And there's really, you know, there, I, I wouldn't be able to think of any words to say or anything to do. That I think it would just to show like, Jesus, you are my King, you are my Lord. And I just was struck with, um, so when the wise men see him, they fall down and they worship. And so to me, in my mind, I um, can see them like getting down on their knees and bowing before them and that's what i think of when i see fell down i don't know necessarily that's exactly what they're doing but i think about at mass when we actually do see jesus on the altar as the eucharist and what do we do at mass during the eucharist or during the liturgy of the eucharist we're on our knees bowing before him and worshiping him in prayer and song it's funny that that's the image you get. I get the image of them falling all the way down on their bellies, face down. Um, and that's called um, prostrating yourself. And we do that in, in parts of the liturgy as well, um, especially during the ordination of a new priest. The priest will prostrate himself during part of the liturgy, and it just kind of shows um, it's almost like the deepest, biggest bow you can do is to mm -hmm. put yourself all the way on the ground. Um, so it's interesting that you and I have different pictures. And I think that's a really cool thing about the Bible is, you know, people can get different images in their head and, you know, based on the same words can kind of create a different picture. I think that's how the Holy Spirit can work individually with us is those different pictures that we, that we develop. And scripture can really um, enlighten our imagination by giving um, these words. We can, he, the Spirit can move within us to create visuals of it in our minds as well. So we can imagine what it is like in a really fun way. Um, so another thing that, that stuck out to me, and this is a passage that I've read many times, I've been hearing for a while, but I hadn't really noticed this part where it says, then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And in depictions of the wise men, maybe you have a nativity scene in your house or at your church where the wise men are, we always see them coming with gifts. But when you read what it says here, it says they opened up their treasures and offered him gifts. So I get the image of rather than them bringing gifts to him, they come and they see Jesus, they fall down and worship him. And then they think we need to offer him something. So they open up their treasures. They open up the precious, valuable things that they've brought, which happen to be gold and frankincense and myrrh. And they say, here, take this, you know? And I think that's just an incredible um, 
thing to, to focus on, to, to think about of what treasures we have that we can offer Jesus. It doesn't have to be gold or frankincense and myrrh. It doesn't have to be something that might be precious to everybody. But I think opening, looking at our treasures, what we have, um, it might be skills that we have, an ability. You might really love to sing. That's a treasure that you can offer the Lord. Um, it might be loving other people really well. It might be baking cookies. There's all kinds of treasures that we can offer Jesus. We can offer it to him. We can offer it to those around us. And through loving others, we can give glory and bring love to Jesus as well. And I love that um, that just by being with Jesus, that they they know that that is something to, sh- to share that's worth giving of themselves to him. And I just love the image of of being close to Jesus. We know we're an automatic we just know automatically that um, something within us is a gift for him. Yeah. So I think um, throughout Today and throughout the week, if we can think about kind of using those treasures and opening them up and offering them up to Jesus and to think about maybe what's something that you can offer Jesus. Um, And I think that can help you greatly in um, getting to know and to love Jesus better. Yes, I hope that this blessed you guys and happy feast. (laughs) Have a wonderful day. Bye, everyone. Bye.